This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms for women entrepreneurs to be seen and heard. This platform is for women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. These are the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they want to build for themselves and their families. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. We have the brilliant Stephanie Briggs with us from Ladida Interiors. I love that name. I love saying it. Steph, good morning and introduce yourself. Hi, Trudy. Um, thank you for having me today. Uh, my name is Steph Briggs. I run um, Ladida Interiors and Gifts, which is an interiors and gift shop. Um, we're based in Andover, Hampshire, um, but our website obviously is World Fund. Um, yeah, so that's what I Brilliant. And when I was reading your chapter, what I saw was the myriad of past jobs that you'd had. <laughs> what do you think that those jobs have taught you for your own business? Um, wow, what a question. Um, they've taught me, uh, well, they've, they've brought me to where I am today, really. Um, I've had, as you'll find out in the chapter, I've had um, 101 different jobs doing various different things at different levels, um, some more successfully than others. Um, I've been fired before um, for being probably a little too um, vocal with my opinions. Um, and I've also probably sat back a little bit before um, probably learning on from that um, and sort of watched and learned and um, absorbed um, from different people at different levels. Um, I think you can always take something from every situation. And I think people at work are often very different to how they are externally. Um, but yeah, I, I find people watching probably the, the biggest fascination, if you like. And I think if you learn to people watch well, you can apply that to so many different things throughout your business. From all the jobs you've had, which one do you think has set you up the best for your business now? Uh, probably the last one, I have to say, because it got to the point where um, I knew I wanted to do something for myself. And I'd known that for quite a few years, but hadn't had the confidence to actually just go and do it due to, you know, mortgage payments and all that sort of everyday stuff that kind of tends to get in the way a little bit. Um, yeah, so it's probably the last one where I actually thought, you know, what, I, and I was meeting a lot of small business owners um, in that role. Um, and I kind of worked out pretty quickly that most of them are winning it most of the time. Um, and that's okay. And that was a marketing role, was it? Um, no, it was more of a um, business consultation role. Okay. Amazing. Uh, when in the chapter you talked about your work ethic of if it's going to be, it's up to me. And when I read that, that really hit home because that's one of those things that any entrepreneur can take and think, this could change everything that I approach. But did you, do you think that it allowed you to do things differently in deciding? Or how did you decide that that was your work ethic? Um, I think it came very early on in my career from a sort of sales-based role where um, although you work within a sales team as such, um, you're very insular. And actually those, those nice colleagues that you work with um, will often pinch your deal or your sale and given half chance um, and also at the end of the month or the quarter or the year whatever it is when you you know it's time to sit down with the boss and discuss those targets um, it's always very much all about you and if you haven't reached them then um, you know it's on your shoulders mm. um, which can feel quite intimidating and I think for a few years I was kind of stuck in that sort of real heavy weight of oh god it's all down to me mm. but actually it's quite liberating at the same time because if it's gonna be if it's gonna happen 
it's me that's going to do it. So actually, no one else can stand in my way at the same time. So if, if it's going to happen, I'm going to do it. And kind of that is the end of it. You find a way. And that's what you've done with your business now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, I started it very much um, not, I hadn't worked in retail for years. Um, I'd never run a small business um, of this type before. Um, but yeah, I had the confidence that actually um, it was all going to be okay. Cause whatever happened, I would cope with it. And I think it's getting to that point in your life where, um, well, for me, it was getting to that point in my life where I had enough confidence to go, you know what, it, it, it's all going to be okay. No one's going to die. It's going to be all right. <laughs> It does get to that though, doesn't it? Of all, yeah. how many people can this affect? Actually, it affects what I do with my business at my time. Yeah, and I, and again, it comes back to that. If it's going to be, it's up to me. So actually, mm. if, if I want to be self-employed and want to be my own boss, there's only one person that can do that. Mm. And going from the, the title of your chapter is from corporate to creative. Mm-hmm. It's quite the leap in in how you're doing things, but in the way that you've probably thought through your life, you've always been doing that in thinking creatively in the ways that you've approached each job. Yeah, I mean, I was always a bit of the um, the outsider in lots of ways, particularly with the um, sort of more corporate roles that I did in the sort of business development side of things. Um, because although I'm reasonably good at stacking a deal and putting figures together, um, I would always be quite creative in how I got to that. <laughs> so, so yeah, I've always used an element of my creativity in that. And again, um, in, in the people skills, I've always believed that actually it's how you speak to people and how you communicate that is actually the really key role. And it doesn't matter whether you're an accountant or a salesperson or an entrepreneur or um, whatever other label, any human being, basically, um, just be human. It's all about communication. Mm. I think one of the brilliant things in your chapter, which we won't give away now, but there's a brilliant list of, of how you became your, your own boss and how you uh, managed to realise the things that you needed to be able to function as a small business. And you've laid those out in the chapter and it's give it, it absolutely lays out for people. If you've got these things set up, then like your own community that you can rely on and support networks and, and how you've done that. I think that's a really important part of realising that working for yourself doesn't mean that you are by yourself, Absolutely. but you, you can be your own boss at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So that's in the chapter. <laughs> um, over the years of owning a, what's a bricks and mortar shop, what have you learned? <laughs> Wow, um, I don't think we've got enough time for that, truly. Um, yeah, what have I learned? Um, I mean, there's, there's the sort of business basics of um, sort of you know cash flow, and you know I've, I've always had it drummed into my head from um, from accountants over the years: cash is king, cash is king, cash is king. It's you know there's only, the number one thing that kills any business is, is lack of cash. Um, so trying to keep a little bit back for that rainy day. Um, at all times, which I haven't always done, but um, you know, is is a is a good thing. Um, but I think one of the major things I've learned is to look forward a little bit more, mm. um, because again, historically with the sales role, it was always sort of the next three months. It's all about the next three months or the next quarter, um, or the end of year. Um, whereas actually now, um, I plan sort of a year to two years in advance. At least I know I should be doing five, but I'm I'm working on that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's about sort of seeing forward a little bit more and, and seeing where you want to take things. Um, but also, you know, as a retailer, things uh, like Christmas, for example, um, I, I Christmas is a big quarter for us. But um, 
yeah, I, I actually do my ordering for next Christmas in the February. So I have, you know, from Christmas Eve, we, we shut down and we have a couple of weeks off. And um, then I have a, a sale to get rid of any last minute bits that I've got left over. And then I'm back into, right, what am I doing for next Christmas? Mm -hmm. And then after that, a sort of March time, I don't think about Christmas until still about now. Um, and sort of sort of August, September time, then it's right. OK, let's let's attack it now. Um, so, yeah, it's more about, I guess, being a little bit longer term strategic is uh, which it sounds a bit odd for running a, a little shop I suppose but yeah but you've also very brilliantly built an online presence and and done very well in getting your name out there and the website out there and having online orders and international online orders which for a small shop uh, you, you wouldn't expect or, or think that you'd be able to do that but you have done it very successfully thank you plan? <laughs> um it yeah, yeah, I, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. Um, we, we've always kind of um, had a bit of a, a, a joke internally that it, it, we are small but mighty. Um, we are, we've always been one of the smallest shops um, on the high street, um, but we always packed it to the rafters, literally, um, <laughs> with stock. Um, and as my confidence grew and, and the sort of turnover grew quicker and quicker, you know, we, we literally sort of jammed it in. Um, but yeah, there was always the, the plan to actually... Um, I never wanted a second shop because um, second shop, it's, it's um, you're putting so much extra stock out there. You're putting, uh, so actually my online shop was my, my second baby, if you like. So mm. my website became my second store. And that's the way I kind of look at it is that I do actually have two shops. I have a physical one and then I have my online one. Um, and yeah, I think the two do go hand in glove, but often um, some of our local customers um, that have you know, shopped with us for, five, 10 years, um, are still quite surprised that, you know, we send things off to the States and um, New Zealand was one of the ones last year I sent, uh, I think it was six Land Rover Christmas decorations, randomly. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, we, we do um, send all over the world, which is um, really exciting. And like I say, we're, we're small but mighty, but um, we, we still have great plans to grow even further. I think if every small business could learn that, we are all, we will feel so small and like it's just us, but we're mighty and it's about that mindset of there's a lot out there that can be done if we have the right mindset to go and do it and you are grabbing that I love it thank you I think one of the main things um, I learned from particularly working for larger corporations um, was the fact it was like turning a, a cruise liner you know you had to go to the board to ask for permission to spend this budget or you know in, even if it was just an idea that you could implement fairly quickly you always had to get permission which always drove me insane. Um, but actually, when it's your own ship and you're running, you're in a little dinghy or yacht, maybe, um, you know, you can literally just go, right, OK, that's not working. Let's do that instead. And, you know, it's literally um, so, so nice and refreshing to be able to do that quick change and just sort of set your sail, if you like. OK, so from all of that, what is one of the best lessons that you would tell another entrepreneur that you've learned over the years? Best lesson? Um, God, big questions today. <laughs> um, I think it's it's having um, having your support network. Mm -hmm. Now, I say this as someone that's um, I would say fairly insular as a person. I, I don't have a massive group of friends that I you know rely on. I don't have a best friend forever, other than my husband. Um, 
but um yeah having people there that you can rely on to be completely honest with you mm. um and it might be someone that you've met a few times um it might be someone that's um, a business coach that you employ it might be um you know a supplier that you can um i had one of my suppliers in yesterday who i had a really honest conversation with about how retail's going what's happening out there and how she's found it in the last um year or so because obviously it's unprecedented times and i know that i'm going to get this sort of cold hard reality from her um as to how things are um and i think sometimes it's really important to have that um external set of eyes if you like um sort of um giving you that feedback yeah I think in that it's that wonderful thing of when you start your own business when you have your own business that some people fall away because they just can't understand what you're doing or why you're doing it because it all seems very crazy um, but at the same time when you find those people that you can bounce ideas off and have real conversations about your business their business and and be able to express what's really going on it is that support network is very important when you're working for yourself absolutely yeah so what's your favorite piece of software for your business uh, my favorite piece of software I have to say um one of the things I, I was very keen to do um when I first started out um was if I if I knew that if I wasn't very good at something I'd outsource it now being that I started with a small loan and no cash <laughs> um, that sounds, sounds quite bonkers as so immediately outsource um but yeah I, I I'm I know I'm I find doing um, bookkeeping and accounts really boring. I mean, it's like, the, for me, it's just not, not interesting in any way, shape or form. So the major thing that I absolutely love, which my accountant introduced me to is zero. Um, so you literally just photograph a receipt and it goes off and does whatever it does. <laughs> I have no idea. But um, yeah, that to me is a life, lifesaver because it, it makes it so much quicker, easier, um, and I don't have to worry about crap of bits of paper. Yeah, that's the first piece of software that I got when I started my business 11 years ago was zero because I just thought this is what I'm not good at and I want to be able to do the right things at the very early stages. So, yeah, I love hearing about pieces of software that work for small businesses. So that's brilliant. Well, I am really excited to get your chapter out in Shine On You Crazy Daisy book that will be out very soon. And I really appreciate you being a part of the whole process. Thanks, Steph. Thank you, Judy. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. And if you're ready for more motivation, please go to my website and buy the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world. But wait, there's more. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership for just £27 per month. We will give you the knowledge that you need in a workshop and the support and encouragement to implement for the growth of your business. More details are available on my website, www.thedaisychaingroup.com.